2: Hi, I'm Marie Cox, and welcome to With Friends Like These, Converts Edition. This is the season finale for our Converts Edition. We took the idea of conversion experiences on this season because I know, deep down, that's why people were first interested in this podcast. Well, it's why I was first interested in this podcast— It's become something a little different over time, but when I first came to Crooked with the idea, the vision was that I would be talking to conservatives, to Trump voters, and that the show would be part of the project that basically all of white liberal America was interested in at the time. What the fuck happened? How could anyone vote for Trump? And underneath those questions, an agenda. How can I get them to change their minds? Four years into the Trump administration, it turns out that the answers to those questions are not quite as interesting as we thought. And we certainly didn't need a whole podcast to answer them. What the fuck happened? Barack Obama broke the Republican Party's brain and its leaders decided that if a little racism could help them keep their tax cuts, then racism it would be. And then... When an actual, overt racist came along, saying all the quiet parts out loud, they couldn't do much about it. How could Trump voters vote for Trump? Well, white supremacy is a hell of a drug. But there's still that lingering question. How can I get people to change their minds? It's still a fascinating question. And so we started asking people about it.
3: So what We have learned in now many, many years of research is the reason we stay with a belief and find it so hard to change it is that we have spent a lot of mental energy looking for all the confirming evidence that our belief is right and ignoring, overlooking, and dismissing or trivializing any evidence that we might have been wrong.
2: That's Carol Tavaris, our very first guest this season. She's a social psychologist who explained what we are up against when we want to change someone's mind. We are usually up against not just a single belief, but a whole system of ideas and evidence supporting it. Because once a person decides something, the brain starts seeking out proof that it made the right decision.
3: It's human nature to do the latter we show we show in the book we use a metaphor we call the pyramid of choice. Imagine two people at the top of a pyramid who have to make a decision. Vote for Trump or not vote for Trump. Cheat or don't cheat. Start this affair, don't have an affair. whatever the decision is, the minute you make a decision one way or the other, you will now be motivated to make that decision consonant with your beliefs so you're not so sure about Trump, but you vote for him. Now you're going to look for the reasons to justify that vote. Over time, what happens to two people who make opposite choices at the top of that pyramid is they become more and more entrenched in the decision that they made. We saw this with the anti-vaccination people. Just got That steam engine just rolled along until at the bottom of the pyramid, at the bottom of that wide base, The two sides are as far apart as they can be and always thought they felt that way. Always thought they felt that way. So visually, you can see how hard it is to go back up. Because if you say, I was wrong at the top, you've got a whole lot of energy to explain why you didn't say that sooner.
2: So people become protective of these beliefs that they've spent so much time proving to themselves. Another guest of ours, neuroscientist Jonas Kaplan, explained it this way.
1: The brain is really uh, tasked with protecting ourselves. That's really what the brain is. It's a huge, complex machine for protecting ourselves and our our bodies, really. But our self isn't just our body. Our self is also our psychology and our mind and our idea of who we are psychologically. And so what happens is once the brain identifies one of these beliefs as, as part of us, it then becomes protected in the same way the rest of the body is protected.
2: It turns out that beliefs may sound like discrete opinions. Yes, no switches that can be nudged in one direction or another by new information or new facts or new arguments. But they're more like a sedimentary layer in the geology of your mind, in the foundation of your identity. A new idea or fact or belief, at first, it's a spray of dirt. It's right on top. It's easy to move around. You could scrape it up if you wanted. But then another layer gets put on top of it. And then another. And another. The dirt becomes rock. Fossils become trapped in it. And it's all linked to every other idea in your head. Changing something that far down would require a diamond tip drill or an earthquake. Or, in a metaphor I'd like to return to, steady, smooth erosion. There are, on that rare occasion, earthquakes. Moments of sudden, dramatic change that don't just bring one layer of earth to the top, but reshape the entire landscape. Those are the white light moments. And let's get them out of the way first, because they really are changing someone's mind, not just changing someone's opinion. Andrew Newberg, who considers himself a neurotheologian, explained white light moments as different from merely a shift in what you think about something. Instead, they're a shift in the way you think, period. Our guest Julie Raymeyer told a story about how she was changed by just such a moment. As she recounts in her memoir about chronic fatigue syndrome, Through the Shadowlands, there was a moment in her journey when she was in the desert trying to get better And she realized with awesome clarity that she could stop struggling. That her life, once defined by achievement, could be as simple as surviving. That life was enough. That she was enough. And stunningly, she was able to hold on to this revelation.
4: The fundamental sense of being able to derive satisfaction from the immediate moment, being able to feel that, Basic joy in being alive, and to have that independent of what I'm able to accomplish—that is has completely remained. And at the same time, I am incredibly sick of being sick. I'm incredibly frustrated at not being able to accomplish things. <laughs> um, and um, you know, and it's also scary. I mean, there are lots of reasons at the moment to think that things will get better from where I am but it's still very it's very scary after all this time to still be so sick and so so part of what's interesting to me about it is is the way that those things can coexist like that like the drive is not gone the desire is not gone the frustration that goes with that is not gone but it doesn't define me in the way that it used to it would be
2: amazing if we could engineer these seismic shifts in others or in ourselves but for the most part the whole trying to change someone's mind business has to do with dealing with the ecology of a person's identity in a much more patient way and yes this is where we're going to talk about what works it's going to be a short list there are three items, and we're going to take a short break. With Friends Like These is brought to you by Blinkist. Let me tell you about my secret weapon to stay informed about the world, but get off the whole like news cycle merry-go-round. It's Blinkist. It's a very unique app. It is basically an audio app. It takes the best key takeaways, the need-to-know information from thousands of nonfiction books, and condenses them down into just 15 minutes that you can read or listen to anytime you want, like a podcast. Blinkist has the latest titles from bestsellers, as well as classic nonfiction titles you always meant to read, but never had time to. I can recommend a bunch of different books on Blinkist. I think the funniest one that's available is The 4-Hour Workweek by Tim Ferriss, because obviously like Blinkist should be a part of your 4-Hour Workweek since you're cutting all your time down. And also there's a bunch of really current stuff. Like say you still don't quite get the whole Russia thing. There are lots of books about it. You can read Impeachment and American History. You can read Crime in Progress, Inside the Steele dossier. You can read Russian Roulette. You can read Shattered, which is actually about Hillary Clinton, by Jonathan Allen and Amy Parnes. You can sound like you might yourself be a political podcast host, and you don't have to read all the stuff. With Blinkist, you get unlimited access to read or listen to that massive library of condensed nonfiction books, and all you have to do is pay one low price. Right now, for a limited time, Blinkist has a special offer just for this audience. Go to Blinkist.com slash with friends to try it for free for seven days and save 25% off your new subscription. That's Blinkist, spelled B L I N K I S T. Blinkist.com slash with friends to start your free seven day trial and 25% off your subscription. That's blinkist.com slash with friends. With Friends Like These is brought to you by Brooke Lennon. Now, I have really, really, um, I'm not going to call it a rigid morning routine, but it is one that I have come to rely on in coronavirus times. I get up and I, I'm not, this is going to sound like I'm bragging, but I do a little yoga and then I meditate and then I write in my journal. And I know that sounds like, oh my God, she's doing like five minutes to a successful day or whatever, but that's just keeping me sane. And it allows me to get out of bed and have something to look forward to because I really love being in bed. And Brooklyn and Sheets are one reason I love being in bed. They are fantastic. They are smooth. They are clean. They are crisp. And it's a good company. Brooklinen was the first direct-to-consumer bedding company. They work directly with manufacturers and directly with consumers. There are no middlemen. It's just a great product and service. There are friendly Brooklinen reps that are ready to chat about any and all questions you might have. Brooklinen sheets are the perfect place to start making your mornings great, although not too great because then you won't get out of bed. They'll make your nights fantastic. How about that? Brooklinen is so confident in their product that all their bedding comes with a lifetime warranty. Get 10% off your first order and free shipping when you use promo code WFLT only at brooklinen.com. Brooklinen, everything you need to live your most comfortable life. With Friends Like These is brought to you by Hydrant. I've told this story before, but I think it's worth repeating, which is my husband, John, and I have an ongoing joke about being hydrated because he used to say all the time when I'd ask him, like, how are you doing? He'd be like, I feel a little dehydrated. It's a joke because, of course, he feels a little dehydrated. We are all a little dehydrated probably all the time. No one can really just drink all that water you're supposed to drink every day. I think it's 64 ounces. But you can take a shortcut to hydration with hydrant. Hydrant has created a refreshing electrolyte powder that you mix directly into water for a more efficient and effective hydration of your body. It hydrates you quickly and keeps you going longer. Each rapid hydration mix has the four essential electrolytes your body needs, sodium, potassium, magnesium, and zinc, and it packs a punch to help your body hydrate fast and stay hydrated. If you're looking for that extra boost of energy, there's also Hydrant Plus Caffeine, which contains 100 milligrams of caffeine from green tea, which is the good caffeine. And Hydrant is backed by research. The formula was developed by an Oxford scientist. It is also loved by pro athletes, top performers, celebrities, and it has thousands of five-star reviews. It's made with real fruit juice powder, is delicious and refreshing, and comes in a variety of flavors, including the summer-themed iced tea lemonade and fruit punch. I love the blood orange. It is basically the only one I drink. It does not taste like you would think a powdered orange drink would taste. It tastes like blood orange juice. My husband, he prefers the fruit punch. Hydrant is backed by a 100% satisfaction guarantee. If you don't love it, send it back for a full refund. You really need to try it for yourself. To see what i'm talking about it tastes incredible and you know it hydrates you hydrant starts at just a buck a packet for a 30-day supply save even more with a monthly subscription we've got a special deal for our listeners too it is 25 off your first order if you go to drinkhydrant.com friends and enter the promo code friends at checkout that's drinkhydrant.com friends promo code
0: friends at checkout a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. And we are back. So,
2: a number one in the list of tactics we have to change someone's mind is leave aside the idea you're going to change their mind at all What you're doing is pointing out that their existing identity actually encompasses whatever new thought you want to present. For Bob Inglis, a Republican believer in climate change, his main pitch is to tell those that are resistant to doing something about climate change that protecting the planet is actually a conservative mission, that, in fact, conservatives should be the ones leading the way.
5: We're we're conservatives reaching conservatives on climate change. That's what we do at RepublicEN.org. And so we're out to convince conservatives they're way better than they ever thought, um, that they are currently possessed of an inferiority complex that's undeserved, um, that they think they're no good on energy and climate.
2: If we're keeping to our geology metaphor, and there is nothing I love more than a very extended metaphor, I suppose this tactic is planting a seed. You're not really disturbing the soil. You're adding something to it. I happen to believe that Bob is also adding some fertilizer when he says that conservatives are better positioned to work on climate change because, you know, they're unlikely to acknowledge that the real enemy is capitalism. Tactic... Number two is attraction, not promotion. Specifically, the attraction of community. Jonas Kaplan, I mentioned him before, another neuroscientist, put it this way.
1: And that's one of the what's one of the potential motivations for changing one's mind is to connect with the, with a new community, and um, it's it's. Uh, it,
4: it, w-
1: I think that's a, that's an important approach because that's definitely one of the losses is is the potential loss of community. So you can if you can show people that there is a new community to connect with, that that can be very important.
2: We saw this tactic work again and again for different people this season, and perhaps the best example is the most tragic one: the story of Cordelia Scaife May, the heiress who went from being a progressive environmentalist to a virulent racist, because, well. She fell in with the wrong crowd. She was quietly and persistently wooed by, and I do love saying this, a charismatic ophthalmologist, John Tanton. Nick Coolish, who is a New York Times reporter writing a book about Cordelia, described her transformation this way. Uh, I think
6: that the year 1974 stands out to me as a a rather uh, pivotal moment in her life. Her uh, husband, who had been a longtime friend and confidant, uh, was found dead uh, of a shotgun blast to the chest, presumed to be a suicide. Um, and she and her brother had a, had a falling out over the corruption investigation uh, that led to his death. And she really lost two of her sort of most important confidants almost simultaneously, her husband and her brother. It left her lonelier. And I think in, in in her letters and in her words, you can see a certain a certain bitterness creeping in.
2: I'd rather not end this section on that note. So let's bring back Bob Inglis.
5: You know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much persuaded now that the heart decides and the head justifies. Um, so, um, and isn't that wonderful? We're human beings. I mean, otherwise we'd be computers, you know, it'd be totally rational and it'd be so terribly dull. Um, but, the reality is we are very much more complicated than that. And what I'm reacting to in someone else is is who they are and whether I feel an affinity for them and whether I feel that we can connect, you know, Because, and then, of course, we, we can learn from people who like us and we can especially learn from people who are like us. Um, but, you know, if you tell me you don't like me, I don't want to hear much more that you've got to say, but if you tell me, hey, I like you, Bob, you're an all right guy. Um, And especially if you are like me, you know, you you share my values or I know that you share some community connection that I have, then I can really hear from you.
2: I admit I don't have a great geological metaphor for this. Um, I think it might be continental drift. More to come, but first, another quick ad break. With Friends Like These is also brought to you by New York Times' Nice White Parents. In the podcast, Nice White Parents, reporter Hannah Jaffe-Walt, who you may know from This American Life, started looking into this one school in her neighborhood after her kids became school age in New York City. Hannah examines this public middle school, traditionally filled with black and brown students, after a number of white families arrive. And then... Not satisfied she fully understood what was going on, she went back all the way to the founding of the school in the 1960s and then back up to present day again. Eventually, Hannah realized she could put a name to what was getting in the way of making the school better all these years, white parents. Nice White Parents is a fascinating listen that's deeply relevant today. I am a couple episodes in myself, and I can attest it is a really good, but that is what you would expect from Serial Productions, a New York Times company, the same people who made the hit podcast Serial and S-Town. It's available wherever you get your podcasts, and new episodes are released every Thursday. With Friends Like These is brought to you by Ritual. We deserve to know what we're putting in our bodies and why. That's why Ritual's founder is on a mission to reinvent the vitamin industry. Kat Schneider and her team of scientists at Ritual are making clinically tested the new normal. Not only have they obsessively researched each nutrient in their visionary women's multivitamin, carefully choosing forms that are absorbable by the body... But they've also tested that formula. Science-backed isn't just a buzzword for them; it's the standard. Ritual left out mystery additives, synthetic fillers, and shady extras that can be found in some traditional multivitamins. And you know how I was talking about my morning routine, which is like sounds like I'm trying to like, you know, make the morning and start a Fortune 500 company or something. It's not that, and I do have another part of my morning that's really easy, which is taking Ritual vitamins, and they do bring me joy. They're kind of cool. They're transparent. They have a minty, fresh taste and smell, and I can take them first thing without having any breakfast or anything. They are easy on your stomach. Daily changes can lead to big results, so start small today. Ritual is offering my listeners 10% off your first three months. Try it out, satisfaction guaranteed. Go to ritual.com slash friends to start your ritual today. That's 10% off during your first three months at ritual.com slash friends. With Friends Like These is also brought to you by Stamps.com. As we slowly adjust to this new normal, we need to be smart about how we do business. Luckily, there's Stamps.com to make things easier. Thousands of small business owners have discovered the benefits of Stamps.com in recent months. They've been able to keep their businesses running and avoid crowds at the post office, all with their own computers. With Stamps.com, you can print postage on demand and avoid going to the post office. And you'll save money with discounted rates you cannot get at the post office. Stamps.com also offers UPS services with discounts of up to 62% and no residential surcharges. Stamps.com brings all the mailing and shipping services you need right to your computer in the comfort of your own home or office. Whether you're a small business sending invoices, an online seller shipping out products, or just working from home and needing to mail stuff. This is something that happened to me recently. I mailed four packages using stamps.com. Simply use your computer to print official U.S. postage 24-7 for any letter, any package, any class of mail, anywhere you want to send it. Once your mail is ready, just leave it for a mail carrier, schedule a pickup, or drop it in a mailbox. It's that simple, and you will feel better about yourself by using the U.S. mail. Like I said, Stamps.com, you get great discounts too: $0.05 off of every stamp and up to 62% off USPS as well as UPS shipping rates. Stamps.com is a no-brainer, saving you time and money. Right now, my listeners get a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale without any long-term commitment. Just go to Stamps.com, click on the podcast microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in Friends. That's Stamps.com. Enter friends. Last ad break. We are back. Tactic number three is really more of an attitude, an attitude implicit in our other two strategies. Be humble. Let go of your explicit goal of changing someone's mind. Focus on the process and let go of the outcome. In this situation, I think we can return to the geological metaphor. I would like to suggest that humility in the presence of a differing opinion is like water. Water is the universal solvent. Given time, it can wear away the most stubborn stone. But water has no specific shape. It has no specific goal. And yes, Humility means you risk not changing anyone's mind at all. But it's also really the only way you can get someone to listen. For the former cop-turned-activist we talked to, Norm Stamper, it's a risk he takes every day.
5: I I know that I reach some, and I know that I I reach others some of the time, and I know I antagonize the hell out of, Many others um, and so I think it it comes down to the issue and the moment uh, and t- to the overall quality of the relationship uh because a you know a strong durable relationship can can serve as a shock absorber when you're presenting ideas that are uh, jolting or jarring to to police officers.
2: bringing up police reform may remind you my dear listener, that we didn't actually talk about the news much this season, and I admit that is partially out of self-preservation, and it may be also partly out of a desire to be humble about what we're trying to do here, because in a way, I do want this podcast to change people's minds, and not necessarily the minds of people who are on the opposite side of the political spectrum from me, I am really interested in reaching my fellow well-meaning white people. I have learned, in sometimes painful ways, that my good intentions will never be enough to accomplish the goals I say I have. You are listening to this show, I suspect, Because there are people in your lives whose mind you want to change, who are clearly wrong in some way that is maybe even actively harmful, I suggest that even if we do the job of getting those folks to stop doing harm, we are not off the hook. Friend of the pod Derek Black lived this story. He's the former white nationalist who is now an anti-racist turning out for BLM protests and promoting social justice causes on social media.
6: There's a way that I've come to think about how do we talk about this that I also preface this with, I don't know if this is the right avenue to talk about it or not, but I come from this background of white nationalists who spend their lives trying to find people who say, I'm not racist, but, and they recognize that those people are not fascists. They're not segregationists. They are just as likely to live in liberal white communities as they are to live in conservative white communities. It is a a very predictable white response to accusations of racism is to say, I'm not racist, but, and then say, I think that those people are not saving enough money. I think those people are not investing in whatever. And to not look at just what choices do, do your neighbors have? What choices does your community make? And in what ways are the resources being hoarded? Uh, and the, the latter is the anti-racist perspective. And so I, I think a lot about how do we frame this in the very real way that this hurts white people too? Like I, I was at this march yesterday and I was kind of struck by the fact that it was a, a really integrated crowd. Uh, but a lot of the white people had signs saying things like, I'm not black, but I hear you. I'm not black, but I'll fight for you. And like, that's a, it's a great sentiment. It really makes a lot of sense. But I was sort of struck by the perspective of white people there that this is not my fight. This is not my cause. Uh, this is something where I'll take my afternoon to fight on behalf of someone else. And I don't think that's actually true. I think that racial injustice is not something that just harms Black people or just harms the uh, Hispanic community or just harms people of color in general. Injustice like this creates the conditions where COVID can spread to all communities.
2: Derek came to realize that approaching white supremacy like it was a problem to solve for the sake of Black people isn't exactly the mindset of someone who thinks of themselves as equal. The desire to change other people's minds might come from entirely noble motivations, but that desire is often inherently distancing, and it's almost always condescending. What I'm really trying to say, I guess, is this. If you are trying to change someone else's mind, think hard about where you have situated yourself in that landscape. Because I guarantee you, there is no high ground. And maybe the mind you should change is your own. That's it for this season. We are taking a two-week hiatus and we'll be back. And until then, please, please take care of yourselves.
1: I'm what you might call very good at hide and seek. And since we got Xfinity, we have Wi-Fi all over the house. Even in my super secret hiding spots. So I can kill time in here by streaming
0: my favorite Ha! Found ya. You. How? You left to find my tablet on. Get wall to wall Wi Fi on the Xfinity 10G network. Restrictions apply, not available in all areas. Actual speeds vary.
1: Meet Stacy. Stacy's on the hunt for a new pair of trendy glasses. Call me picky, but I just can't find the one.